What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hey, Hoop Heads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, The Hoop Heads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Yeah, that team looked more like the Bucks that I expected um, to come out a couple of nights ago. Um, the Bucks just beat the Wizards 133 to 122. Um, they now improved to 25 and 14, and the Wizards fall to 14 and 24. Um, I don't think the Wizards have won a game after the All Star break. Um, sorry about that. I'm trying to pull up the win percentage. Um, yeah, so the Wizards have dropped, I think, four games after the All Star break. Um, the Wizards, I mean, like this game wasn't really that close for the whole way. Um, the Wizards at one point cut it to a five-point game um, with like six and a half minutes left. Um, but at that point, ESPN's win probability model still had the Bucks at an 80% chance of winning. Um, but that is pretty good. At one point, the um, Bucks had um, a win probability of 99.5%, um, which was with 10 minutes left in the game. Um, and the Bucks were winning by 19 points. Um, so like, just it was honestly a good effort from the Wizards to um, get back in the game to that extent. Um, but they were never like really, really, really <laughs> like going to win the game. Um, yeah, just to go over some of the um, overview four factors type of stuff. Um, oh, also, I want to say, but um, coming into this game, the Bucks were twenty four and fourteen, um, plus seven point one point differential, which is second in the NBA, um, fourth in offense, and tenth in defense. Um, in this game, the Bucks offense looked really, really, really good. They did make some adjustments from last game that I do want to talk about um, that are pretty interesting. Um, so. Um, the Bucks' offense, offense rating was 122, which is really, really good. Wizards was 119 or 111.9, which is fine, acceptable. Um, it's not terrible. Um, Bucks' um, effective field percentage was only slightly above the Wizards. Their turnover percentage was actually higher than the Wizards, but the Wizards just got no offensive rebounds. The Bucks got a ton. 
Uh, well, not a ton, actually. Like, they got 23.8% of their offensive rebounds, which is, like, about average. But the Wizards only got 6.8% of their um, available offensive rebounds, which is in the zero-width percentile. That's really, really low. Um, just to put that into actual numbers, um, the Bucks got... Let's see, nine offensive rebounds, and the Wizards got two offensive rebounds. So that seven offensive rebounds is a pretty big difference in a game. Um, if your effective field goal percentage is 61.2%, those seven offensive rebounds are <laughs> 0.612 times seven uh, available points that you just grabbed. So I I can do that, Matt. Like, what's that, like four-ish? Um, but then, I don't know, something like four-ish <laughs> available points that you just grab, so that does make a big difference in the game of basketball, and especially when it's only an 11-point game. Um, and then the free throw rate was pretty similar. So just looking over the four factors, the the real only main difference is the was the rebound rate, um, which is actually pretty surprising. I thought their effective field goal percentage would be higher. Um, just to go over some of the um, just box score stuff, um, Bradley Beal was, had another, like, he was really, really good tonight. had 37 points. Um, 13 for 19 from the field, 4 or 7 from 3, um, 7 or 7 from the free throw line. So those 37 points came on 22 and a half shooting possessions, which is <laughs> insanely efficient um, for him. Um, Russell Westbrook had 23 points. Oh, also, Beal was minus 4 on the night, and he played 42 minutes. So he, um, in the what their Wizards were minus 7 in the 6 minutes Bradley Beal didn't play, um, which is pretty bad. Um, Westbrook was minus 20 on the night. He had 23 points. Um, he played 39 minutes, so those 23 points came on um, 22 shooting possessions, so not very efficient. He did have 17 assists. Um, again, passing is by far his best quality at five turnovers. Um, Rui Hachimura had 22 points, another good game, um, second good game in a row, which is really, really encouraging. Um, he was 9 for 18, so 22 points on 18 shooting possessions is perfectly acceptable. Um, and he also chipped in with seven rebounds and five assists. Um, and that's pretty much it from the Wizards side. Um, so just looking at the Bucks, to be honest, is... Just such a matchup problem. Um, he had 31 points. He was plus 21 in 36 minutes. So in the 12 minutes that Giannis was off the floor, the team was minus 10. Um, in the 36 minutes he was on, they were plus 21. Um, Middleton had 23 points on 22 shots, 23 total shooting possessions, so not the best night from him. Um, Brooke Lopez had 22 points. A lot of them were pretty easy, um, just in the paint, like easy hook shots or shots just like right at the rim or dunks, those type of shots, um, be set up by his teammates and by the gravity of some of the other guys. Um, so those 22 points from Brooke Lopez came on 15 shooting possessions. Um, Drew Holiday didn't have his best night again, um, but he is still coming back. He had 15 points on 15 shooting possessions. Um, did play some solid defense, though, which obviously is his role <clears throat> for the most part. Um, and that's pretty much it from um, notable guys on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um so yeah, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is some offensive adjustments that the Bucks made. Um, they absolutely mashed the Wizards um, when they tried to go with Russell Westbrook guarding Giannis. Um, I don't know why Russell Westbrook wants to guard Giannis so bad. Like, I honestly don't get it because um, so Giannis or the, I guess the theory behind Westbrook guarding Giannis that I talked about in the last episode is that it's it's a good way to because Giannis is like when he attacks from the perimeter, it's a good way to get a smaller guy in there to try to like. Um, mess with his handle like he can't really dribble all the way to the basket if Russell Westbrook is hounding him um, so from that perspective it's a pretty good theory um, but from the perspective of ball screen defense it, it just didn't work out because what the Bucks figured out that they could do like super super easy oh also another reason it works out well is because Russell Westbrook is pretty good at fronting in the post um, so when Giannis tried to go in the post Russell Westbrook would front um, he would front long enough for the weak side help to pull, like pre-rotate over. And it was hard for the Bucks to get um, the ball into Giannis in the post with Westbrook on him. So Westbrook did a really, really good job there. Um, 
probably a skill that he worked on playing last year with last year's Rockets team. Um, Cause I don't remember him doing that much of that in Oklahoma city. Um, but so that all that stuff is good. Um, and Russell Westbrook is one of those guys who does like to take on tough matchups like that. Just That's just how he is. Um, but when it didn't work was that the Bucks made a really, really good adjustment where every time Gian, like Westbrook was guarding Giannis, they would set an inverted screen. So they'd have either, it was usually the point guard, but it was the one, one of the two. So a lot of times it was Drew Holiday. Um, also, Brent Forbes did it a lot when he was on the floor and DJ Augustine, those guys. They would set an inverted screen for Giannis. So it would just be a smaller guy setting a screen for a bigger guy. Um, and Giannis would just <laughs> attack the rim. And Westbrook just dies on every screen. Like, Westbrook is so bad at getting around screens. I don't understand. And with Giannis, you can go under the screen. So we, Westbrook is so bad at getting around screens, you can't even go under the screen at this point. Like, it didn't make any sense. Um, so Westbrook would just die on every screen. Giannis would just be, like, waltzing into the rim. Um, if someone would help. Um, then So the Bucks, like, last year they played more of a five-out. This year they're playing more with someone in the dunker spot. So if someone would help, um, then Giannis would just dump it down to whoever, like, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, um, right under the basket, they'd get a layup. Um, and it was just way too easy whenever whenever the Wizards went to that. Like, they just scored so easily on that same play every single time. And the Wizards didn't adjust. Like, Westbrook didn't adjust. He just got he just died on every single screen. Like, if the Wizards wanted to switch, they did not do that well at all. Um I don't know what I don't even know what the theory behind the coverage was. I think the Wizards were trying to kind of switch, um, and then at that point you have whoever's guarding the guard like switching on Giannis, and that didn't really make any sense. And then like they're trying to bring some more help, but then like the dunker spot was open, um, and then the the weak side corner help didn't pull over fast enough, so like that didn't work. And then eventually the bu- like the Bucks had in a weak side corner, so the help was on the help. F- for the helper was coming from Chris Middleton. Um, and it was an empty side tag. So the help for, was just coming from Chris Middleton, and then Giannis is able to make that read. Um, he's gotten better at passing. He had 10 assists. Um, so he was able to make the read out to Chris Middleton in the corner, just wide open for three. Um, and that's the type of stuff that really, really good coaches do is that they can adjust and they can kind of manipulate coverages, especially in ball screens, to where it is of huge advantage to them. Um, and it makes it really, really hard to stop for the defense. And that is exactly... Um, that's exactly what Mike Budenholzer did tonight, um, just manipulating the Wizards' ball screen defense on that particular play on the inverted screen. Um, also, like, because if you like double or like try to trap Giannis or whatever, then the guy popping out is like Bryn Forbes or D- DJ Augustine or Drew Holiday, and all those guys can really, really shoot the ball. Um, so it's it's just such a tough cover to cover that play. Um, it's all created by just Westbrook dying on the screen. If Westbrook gets under that screen, then you kind of just like you kind of get rid of the advantage that's created by that play. Um, but Westbrook dying on the screen every single time that that just killed the team. Like that. So, obviously, the other option to guard Giannis is Rui Hachimura. Um, Giannis can get to the post pretty easily against Rui because Rui isn't, like, very good at just fronting the post. And also, if Rui's defending the post, then who's really pulling over from the weak side to help? It's usually um, Rui. Um, sometimes it's, like, Bradley Beal and guys like that. And at that point, it's, like, not even really helping that much. Um, but Rui against Giannis in the post, that's not a good matchup. Um, Giannis got to his looks pretty easily. And then, again, like, Rui's foot speed on the perimeter is not good. Um, I don't understand. Like, he's a good athlete, but his lateral quickness, his, like, defensive technique, like, none of that is good. Um, he just gets beat way too easily on the perimeter. Again, like, no matter who he's against, like, Giannis can beat him to the basket pretty easily. And then also, even with Rui guarding Giannis, like, it's still one of those inverted screens. It doesn't work as well because Rui can actually take just one step backwards and get under the screen. Um, but, yeah, and then um, what they do do a lot more when it's not Westbrook um, guarding Giannis, it's Rui, is that they use... Um, Giannis as a screener. Giannis as a screener for Drew Holiday, Chris Milton just works so well. 
because um, that, again, that's so hard to stop with Giannis's rule. Like, how do you stop that? Um, the Bucks also ran this one set where you, um, it was it was a double drag out of the top. Um, but Giannis slipped the first screen, and then he just got a dunk all over. Like, it was so easy for him uh, just to go up. Um, at that point, Denny Avdia was guarding him. Avdia wasn't ready for the slip. The weak side help wasn't there um, on the double drag, and Giannis just went up and caught a dunk. Like, he's just so hard to stop. Um, it's hard to scheme for him, but the scheme was non-existent. Um, I guess the Wizards had made an adjustment from last game, just like not helping as much from one pass away because the Bucks just killed them in terms of um, just making wide open threes. Um, because they were sending like one or two guys from one help, one pass away all the time. And Giannis just racked up assists. He racked up assists this game by making those um, correct reads, just drop down passes and reads to the weak side corner. Um, but his role was simplified tonight, um, which is just a sign of really, really good coaching from Mike Budenholzer. Um, I've been critical of him um, just like in the playoffs in general. But in this game, um, based on like what happened from last game going into this game, he made really good adjustments um, and, and adjusting for Giannis to succeed. And Giannis was very, very successful in this game. Um, so just a great job by Budenholzer. Um, and even when a game where Middleton and Hall, like Holiday did not play that well offensively, the Bucks' offense still looked really, really, really good. Um, and like DiVincenzo, he didn't have a great game either. Like Lopez, like he was, he was good, but he was just like making layups and like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like it's not like he was like out there like doing some Superman thing. Um, so just a scheme of good offense out of um, basically just the threat of Giannis um, was a great job for Mike Budenholzer. Um, and the Wizards, you have to adjust better. Um, if Rui's going to guard Giannis, like, you know, send send the kitchen sink at him um, when he tries to drive to the lane. Um, and then you just have to be better in rotation. Um, the Wizards are not very good when they get, um, when they're forced into a full rotation. It's been that way all season. It's still that way now. Um, the Wizards' um, weak side defense, like their help still isn't very good. Um, the help on the helper um, just needs to be there quicker. And the closeouts need to be better. Um, the ball gets um, skipped to the outside, to the weak side corner. Um, whoever it is just needs to get there quicker. Um, or you can kind of change up your scheme around that. You know, and oh, one other thing that I did want to mention is the Bucks run a ton of roll rides, um, which is when so so the guy, um, someone is in the weak side corner. Um, they know that the help is coming from the weak side corner. So the weak side corner, um, the, so the offensive player in the weak side corner will rise up to more of like the wing slot area. Um, which makes it really, really tough. It just makes it close out a few feet further, which can get, which is the difference between like an open shot and a contested shot in the NBA, just like those like three, four feet, um, that extra space that you get. So the Bucks ran a ton of roll rides to get Middleton, Middleton good looks because um, he was a weak side corner and he was rising as Giannis was rolling. That's just such a tough thing to stop. Um, and like, it just plays like that, manipulating the defense. That's st the stuff that I've been begging Scott Brooks to do all season long. Um, and he just hasn't been there with um, that kind of, um, not even like creativity, just like copycat type of stuff. Um, and yeah, that, that's been one of my criticisms of Scott Brooks. Um, I do want to talk about the shot chart that I haven't even pulled up. Um, so I'm interested to see uh, basically what it is looking like. Um, game charts. Shot plot. I want to see shot zone. Um, oh my God. Okay. So the Bucks chart is just all green. Um, they're 12 of 16 from inside the paint, 23 of 37 from floater range, and 11 of 24 from above the break three. Um, just in terms of frequency, um, the Bucks only 19% at the rim, but 43% of their shots came from short mid, which is an incredibly high percentage. Um, and they made 63.4% of their short mid range shots, um, which is a high percentage. Um, but if you look at the like shot um, shot plot, um, like all those short mid shots are basically coming from like right outside the restricted area. Um, not really, you know, from like, <laughs> it's not from 10 feet, it's from like four or five feet, um, which are good shots, um, especially if you're hitting 63% of them. Um, They're 75% at the rim and 39.3% overall from three. 
Um, they just have too much size for the Wizards' stop. Um, at one point, the Wizards tried to go small. They went with a lineup of Rui Hachimura, um, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, and Davis Rattans. Um I actually do want to look at the lineup data on that um, lineup because I think that that is interesting. I don't think it's a good adjustment against the Bucks just because they have so much size. And then, like, one of the benefits of going small is that you – like the theory behind going small basically is that you spread it out. You have guys that can attack. You have guys that can pass. You space the floor, and then you switch everything on defense. Um, the Wizards guys that they <laughs> like the the guys that they run um, their small ball with can't do that stuff. Like um, Rui can't really sh- like he's not a threat to shoot the ball. Um, and teams will still let Denny Avdia shoot the ball. Like they're not scared of him shooting either. And <laughs> if there's one person the defense definitely isn't scared about shooting the ball, it's no offense, but Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, you're running small ball, but like, you're not really getting the benefits that you, that in theory you're getting by running small ball, um, because you're not switching everything on defense, first of all, um, because you do have some liabilities named Dallas Rutans. Um, and then you're not also Russell Westbrook's help defense sucks. Like to do small ball effectively, you need to have better team defenders than Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. I'll call him out too. Bradley Beal's, um, help side defense tonight was terrible. Um, yeah, so the Wizards small ball lineup of Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, Rui Hachimura, Denny Avdia, and Dallas Rattans. Obviously, um, you can't take these 45 possessions as like the rule um, because, again, lineup data is really, 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 um, you know, noisy. But <laughs> if you have something that stands out like negative 53.3 neg- point differential, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, so the offense with um, those five on the court is at an offensive rating of 102.2, which is in the fifth percentile. Um, and the defensive rating is in the zeroth percentile at 155.6. The effective field goal percentage for the other team is through the roof, and the offensive rebound for the other team is also through the roof at 33.3 percentile, which is in the zeroth percentile. Um, just to look at opponent shooting frequency, they shoot 99 per- in the 99th percentile of their shots. Oh wait, no, they barely shoot at the rim. Um, hmm. Actually, I want to look at. I'll look at accuracy instead. Um, so the accuracy for the other team around the rim is at 70%. Um, from short minutes at 54.5%, long mid 50%. Like all these, <laughs> every single um, area is nowhere higher than the fifth percentile in terms of opponent shooting accuracy with this unit on the floor. Um, and then they just don't get to the rim at all um, themselves with this unit on the floor. So, um, but they do, sh- <laughs> they shoot a lot of threes. Um, so it, the theory I like, I love small ball, but the Wizards don't have the guys to execute what the small ball would entail, um, which you would want from going small. Um, so I don't know how to fix that. Um, I guess like in certain matchups where you're not playing literally Giannis and Brook Lopez, the small ball can work. Um, but that's if you're switching a lot more than the Wizards do when they go small ball. Um, yeah, I don't. I think that just needs to be practiced more. That needs to be worked on. Um, I do want to look at the wizard shot chart. They shot really, really well from above the break three. They're 13 for 26, um, 12 for 22 inside the restricted area, nine for 12 inside the paint. I want to, one thing I do want to talk about, um, is Russell Westbrook. Um, he was eight for 19. Like he played fine. Um, again, he had an incredible passing night, which I just love. I think Russell Westbrook is an incredible passer, um, really, really good playmaker, but he could have played better. Um, he was three for six from three. That's not going to continue. Um, he is not a good three-point shooter at all. Two for four from mid-range. Um, so he shot 10 shots outside the paint. Like, why? Why does he need to shoot so many shots outside the paint? It doesn't really do anything. The defense isn't scared of him, even late in the game. 
they still weren't guarding him from the three-point line, even though he was three for six on the night. Like, they know better than that. Good teams know better than to overreact to five, a five-shot sample within a game. Um, and the Bucks didn't overreact, and that was the right thing to do. Russell Westbrook is still reluctant to shoot when he's wide open. Um, if it's a catch-and-shoot rhythm shot, like, I'm fine with him taking, like, one or two of those a game, but six threes? Like, come on. Like, that, <laughs> you should not be shooting six threes. Um, unfortunately, like, he shot nine shots in the paint and ten shots outside the paint. That's bad. Like, wh- what is that? <laughs> like, come on. Um, I do also want to look at Ruhach more because he played a lot better tonight. Um, and when Ruhach more attacks, like now, it does look better. Um, he's a better, de- like, he, well, I'm not going to say he is, um, but in the last two games, he has been a better decision maker with the ball in his hands, which has been a major thing for him in the past. Um, he made this one really good pass where he jumped in the air. Um, he looked kind of looked off the defense, and then he made a pass to a cutting Denny Avdia. Um, and one thing I will also say about Ruhi Hachimura is that he's been getting better as a cutter throughout the season, um, just knowing when to cut when Westbrook is driving or when Westbrook is dribbling out on top, when his man falls asleep. Like, he's been getting good at um, back-cutting people, um, which is a really, really valuable skill to have. Guys that are really good at cutting um, can put up a lot of points in this league. Um, and Ruhi Hachimura, like, he's, like, think of, like, I guess, like, the Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap's of the world. Like, Paul Millsap can't really like dribble anymore um he's a fine shooter but like doesn't really shoot very much um but he scores points in this league because he's such a good cutter and he plays with someone like Jokic um who's one of the three best passers on earth um Russell Westbrook's not quite of that ilk um in terms of passing but um he is like up there like he's definitely like a top 15 passer in the league so if Rui Hachimura can get really really good at like cutting like kind of in the Paul Millsap mold on offense um then I think that he can be a pretty helpful player um I don't like Rui Hachimura creating shots like, I'll just, like, on in the mid-range. Like, he lo- he loves to do that. He was 1-4 from the mid-range on the night. Like, I, ha- I hate that, like, honestly. Um, I don't think Rui's good enough as a mid-range shooter um, to be doing that. I love him when he attacks the rim. Um, he has size. He has length. He's pretty strong. Um, and again, like, he's an athlete. Like, he should be able to finish around the rim. He should be able to draw a lot of contact um, and just keep working on it. Keep trying to get to the line. Keep trying to get to the rim. Um, I love when he plays like that and also make good decisions. Like, he's been making better decisions as of late. He had, like, five assists tonight. That's a great number. Um, that's a really, really good number. That's really, really positive for him. And, you know, where his development is going. Um, and also just the cutting, the development of the cutting. Like he, um, tonight he was four for nine from three. Like that's not going to continue. He's not a 44% three-point shooter. He's not that good of a three-point shooter. But shoot the open ones. Um, have confidence. Like that's a good thing for him to have confidence shooting wide open threes. Because something that has really hurt this Wizards team in the past is just his inability to shoot. His He has been confident as a shooter. He hasn't been able to hit wide open shots. Um, and that kills the offense because Bradley Beal drives. Who are they helping off of? Rui and Westbrook. Um, so that <laughs> it, it's a lot better when the um, offense is more open and allows um, Beal to do more stuff when there's more threats out there to score the basketball and guys have a little bit more gravity. Um, so we're having more developing over the past two weeks. Like, I don't know if I can expect it um, to continue, um, but it is a very, very welcome sign um, for the Washington Wizards. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I'm going to talk about. Like, this game wasn't really that close. Um, I got, I'll just go through my notes, and then I'll be done. I'll cut this episode a little bit shorter just because this wasn't the most exciting game of all time. Um, right away, oh, yeah, so the Bucks were having Lopez kind of level the screen like Bradley Beal. <laughs> like, he just, he eats that up when, because um, a lot of teams try to bring, like, their slower big men to the level of the screen, and Bradley Beal just, he's gotten so good at attacking, like, knowing when to step back, knowing when to go to the rim and then, like, kick out to other guys. Um, and he's just gotten so good as a finisher around the rim. Um, he just kills those matchups against teams like this um, when they try to do that against him. Um, Everyone notes like the Bucks are still helping hard off of Rui and Westbrook, just like they did in the last game. Um, I talked about Rui as a cutter. Um, 
Oh yeah, when Beal was isolated on the wing, like the Bucks were literally just zoning up, like literally not even guarding man to man. Like it was just like a box um, around. Like they had a guy at the elbow, a guy at the um, the two blocks. I guess guys had the blocks and the elbows, and it was they're just boxing up. Like it was kind of crazy um, whenever Beal got nice on the wing. Um, I wrote in my notes like Lopez has gotten really good at um, making this read where if Breton's man like isn't really paying attention like he falls asleep a little bit. Um, Lopez has gotten good at setting a flare screen for Breton's. Um, he got an open look on that tonight, um, but that is something I've noticed in the past. I wanted to mention it on the pod. Um, and talked about the inverted screens. Um, let's see. Oh, the Wizards opened up the second quarter with that like blind pig action um, that goes into a handoff. Um, instead of like a pass um, that they love to run for Bradley Beal. They ran it for Westbrook, and it worked pretty well. Um, I really, really like that action uh, when they run it um, for Beal, and I, I also like when they run it for Westbrook. That was a good good little set out of, to start the quarter. Um, Westbrook, to be honest, is a disaster when a screen is set, is what I wrote in my notes. Um, Beal is back, but he still sucks at weeks. I'd help. I talked about that. Um, Oh, yeah, something that's interesting is more teams have really started to guard Bretons with, like, a smaller guard that can really move their feet, um, like a Pat Connaughton or a Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. It's a pretty good strategy because, like, what <laughs> like Bretons isn't going to mash you in the post. All you have to do is prevent him from catching the ball, and those guards are pretty good at top-locking him or just straight-up denying him. Um, so I like that strategy from opposing teams that they've been doing. Um, out of the half, the Wizards ran that, um, like, play where they reverse the ball, reverse it back, and then have um, Bradley Beal come off a weak side corner pin. Russell Westbrook on that play um, threw a really, really good over-the-top pass um, to Alex Len, um, who got a wide-open layup. Um, I talked about that roll rise. The Bucks love to run um, on inverted screens. Oh, yeah, so some inverted screens, like the Wizards were hard hedging. Um, but whenever, like, that was one adjustment the Wizards tried to make at one point. But whenever they did that, the hard hedge, like, um, Giannis would just wait for the hard hedge to go by and then just attack his man. And it didn't really work out to hard hedge um, because Giannis, isn't really, he wasn't really, really looking to attack downhill right away. Um, he was willing to be patient. Um, so that was a good good adjustment from Giannis, but also like a good attempt from the Wizards. Oh, the Wizards went to this one interesting 2-3 zone with Russell Westbrook in the middle of the zone. Um, they only ran it for one play, and I think they got a charge out of it. Um, but that was interesting. Um, I don't think that that would ever work if you did it for like three possessions, but for doing it for one possession just to throw off the defense, um, I kind of like that. Um, let's see, multiple times. Oh yeah, so Denny, um, so something that like, I guess the Lakers are really good at um, is when they contest threes at the top of the key, they just run down the floor and then they, um, like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they can throw the outlet pass. Um, Denny did that like twice this game and he got wide open layups out of it. So I really, really do like that read um, that Denny did. I haven't noticed anyone else in the Wizards do it besides Denny. Um, <laughs> I hate Russ guarding Giannis. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I already talked about that. Huge fan of the inverted screens. Talked about that. Um, oh yeah, the, so the Wizards got back in the game at one point just by getting stops and attacking in transition. But, um, you know, it was never really that close. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Um, the next Wizards game is against the Kings on Wednesday, I think. Um, so I think at seven o'clock. So definitely watch that game and I'll have a podcast coming out that night or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.